minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't find it Ministry minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't What up, what up, what up, what up How y'all doing? Welcome to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance I hope you love it, I hope it blesses you More importantly, I hope it gets you closer to God Enjoy What up everyone, it's your man Anthony I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance So this is the final installment to the Spiritual Warfare series And this is title So Many Tears Because this is about the, the song So Many Tears um, I, uh, I, I picked this song because to me, if you listen to it, it, it shows the internal struggle that we face as Christians. And if you, it, you know, it, it's it's a good way of illustrating spiritual warfare in a different manner, so to speak. If it, so, this this is a secular way of wrapping up this series, and you get to hear it or see it play out in a song excuse me and if you listen to the words of it I gotta you know I'm inclined to believe that Pac was a believer just based on listening to the words of the song now he was a struggling believer mind you but a believer nonetheless now again I'm not stating that I know this for fact and I'm not saying that this is guaranteed so I don't want anyone being like, how do you know? I'm not saying I know, but listening to the words of this song, I got to believe it. So, and I also want to give another disclaimer for the song. Um, I didn't, I don't have the song attached to this episode for a few reasons. One of which is because of, you know, the rights and I'm not trying to get sued and all of that. So... I would say to listen to the song after listening to this podcast, but and I also want to say that I'm not encouraging listening to songs with profanity. There is an edited version of this song. I, my suggestion is to listen to the edited version of the song, so you get the feel of you know this is this is a ministry tool that I'm using it as, not just entertainment. So at being that it's a ministry tool, the edited version is better for ministry. And uh, so I just want to say that. And I mean, not that the song has a lot of profanity, but it has some words in there. And uh, anyway, so I just wanted to say that. I also want to state that I believe this is the realest song that Pac ever wrote. We get to see the true man in this song, not the man that's hidden behind the violence, the, te- the sex, the politics, and all the other drama. We get to see the true man and, and his struggles, and it's 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 raw, it's real. We get to see Pac going through these battles, these rages that he's talking about, and it's not just for the sake of saying something about you know, just saying something violent for the sake of being violent or saying something about 
by women for the sake of being women. It's actually, you see the struggle. And to me, you know, it's like I said, I'd use the word raw. It represents the raw and uncensored battles that, that raised through the mind of believers as well. And so I thought that this would be a good way to wrap up the spiritual warfare series because I believe that everything I just told you wraps up the term of spiritual warfare. And this song, as I stated before, is a great way of illustrating that as a ministry tool, but in a, in a secular way, if, if you understand what I'm saying, if that makes sense. So, <clears throat> excuse me. We use the term spiritual warfare a lot. And, you know, oftentimes when we use it, people, people think that it's a, a term that's over dramatic or silly, or they just, for whatever reason, can't seem to relate to it. But that term is very, very real. And if you've listened to any of the episodes before, you I've given you reason behind it being why it's real and why it's something that we really need to pay attention to. It's, it's vital, extremely important, extremely relevant thing to our everyday lives that we understand this term of spiritual mm-hmm. warfare and we understand that we are under attack. So, again, the song is to connect dots in a secular with a secular means to show hopefully everything that has been talked about through the series and you get to piece that together. So, like I said, I'm going to break down the song by verses and then show how this how that connects with spiritual warfare. And um I, I don't want to go too long with this, so if I go too long, I'll break it into another part. So, I first want to say, the in the intro of the song, again, this would be easier. Anyway, in the first, in the first intro of the song, we hear, we hear Pac paraphrasing Psalms 23.4. And this is used as a declaration of, uh, you know, the, the prayer before going to bed. And um, I just well, I brought that up because this is a portion of the spiritual warfare because it's up and down. He's he's quoting, or I shouldn't say quoting. He is using biblical context to start the song off which kind of sets the tone that this song is pretty pretty real and, and, uh, and about godly things so <clears throat> excuse me I'm going to the first verse verse 1 is talking about some attacks that he experienced and it, it's his unassurance with his place in God's kingdom. We can tell that it's unassurance. One, sorry, excuse me. We can tell that the unassurance is is him finding rest in worldly things that can't be satisfying to our lives. What do I mean by that? <clears throat> 
the the whole thug life thing, which was his mantra, was where he tried to find rest, and that's where he that's where he was he was going to a place where he where he found quote unquote comfort but that thug life is also something that contributed to him being murdered and in here he talks about his friends being murdered in the streets that thug life that's where they were trying to find rest but they found it in thug life and and he's talking about godly things and then he's talking about thug life and then he's talking about his watching his friends be murdered in the streets. And so you might be like, well, what does this have to do with spiritual warfare? How does this take place in that? I want to point out that <clears throat> he said that inside my mind, I can't find a place to rest. So when I said the rest earlier in, in this talking about this verse that's the rest I'm talking that's what I'm saying he's like in my mind I can't find a place to rest spiritual warfare takes place in the mind so if you can't find a place to rest in your mind where are you ever going to find rest where's the enemy going to attack he's going to attack your mind so Pac is sitting here telling us right off the bat and inside my mind I couldn't find a place to rest and then I got that thug life tatted on my chest. That's going to the worldly things that he's trying to find rest in. Which the thug life, as I said before, contributes to his him seeing his friends being murdered in the streets. So, this is the... When I'm talking about spiritual warfare, I'm talking about up and down of where he's going. There are many reasons why we can take... Why this takes place. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about rest and uh, in the different verses uh, I mean yeah in the different verses but I do want to point out that in Hebrews 3 19 which I should have been there already my bad y'all Hebrews 3.19 So we see that because of their unbelief they were not able to enter into his rest. So because of unbelief in God's word and going on in our mind we can't find a place to rest. And that's if you they were listening to the verse and, and listening to the song, mind you, you'll pick up on that. There's this battle going on in his head, and he's finding he's finding he's having a hard time finding a place to to just chill, to come to a place of being cool, and that's tied to unbelief. Otherwise, he wouldn't find comfort, quote unquote, in this thug life which is also attributed to, you know, violence. But it's his comfort zone. And that's a whole nother topic, but I don't want to go on that. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, 
Another place that we see his unassurance is him talking about God. He asked, is there a heaven for a G? So what does that got to do with unassurance? Well, the Bible states that Jesus died for our sins. And if we believe on him, that we go to heaven. So if that's true, then even if you are a G, there's a place in heaven for you if you believe on God. Now, hear me when I say this. I don't want people saying, oh, Anthony's giving people, you know, the ability to, to gangbang and shoot people. And I'm not saying that. But I am saying that God said the way to him is through Jesus. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the light. No one gets to the Father except through me. That's, that's John 14, 6. So if that is true, if he's the way, the truth, the light, no one gets to the Father through him. If you go to him, you get to the Father. If you go to him as a G, you still get to him. So the fact that he's asking, is there a heaven for a G, shows that he's still in this place of unbelief. And that place of unbelief is why he doesn't have rest. Um, <clears throat> in the second verse, it's it's kind of... So I'm not going to be as thorough as I once thought I was going to be because I need for the sake of time. Listening to the second verse, I'm going to briefly go over this. Satan. The second verse talks about Satan. And man, I wish I was playing the music right now and it would, but anyway. So we got to up and down, up and down. And there's a theme in here that, that you, you listening to the song that you will see. Now, I think I'm getting ahead of myself. Never mind. So when listening to the second verse, focus on the fact that, that Satan is answering his question, is there a heaven for a G? Then I'm going to carry that over to the third verse. One thing Satan attacks is to get us off our game. To get a, One thing that Satan attacks us to get us off of our game is rest. Both literally and figuratively. When we are tired, we easily are influenced and we succumb to the evils of the world. I mean, think about this. If your people are tired and they're edgy, right? So that's kind of where I'm going with that. And another way of saying tired is weary, which can lead to <clears throat> a loss of feeling that, you know, that you don't know where to go, which leads to being more weary. So, you're tired, you're weary, you're confused, you don't know where you're going, you're up and down, and at least you're being more weary. That's a calculated attack by the enemy to keep us off balance. Tired, confused, stressing, getting more tired, getting more weary getting more confused, getting more stressed. 
It's a perpetual cycle. And he's attacking rest because he knows that if we don't get rest, I'm talking, literally talking rest. Like, I go down, lay down, go to sleep, rest. If we don't get rest, our bodies are not functioning to their full potential. Our minds aren't functioning to their full potential. So he can get in while we're not while we're on this weird spot and he can he can influence us to be cranky to be moody to to you know to cut corners here and cut corners here because i'm tired and i don't want to do this and i don't want to be bothered so that's that's why the concept of rest literally is important but also mental toughness as well because if you're mentally burnt out it's basically the same thing and you'll go through that same progression of ah man I want to be dog I want to be bothered with this and it's just a perpetual cycle <clears throat> now a lot of the that lost feeling and tired feeling and you know that draining that we that we have takes it could take the pressures of the world and amplify them and make them worse and make them worse and make them worse. And this is where things like suicide come into the picture. You know, I'm tired. I'm, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't get right. I can't, I don't have the energy for this. I, I, I'm frustrated. I'm lost. You know, and then we start thinking off the wall stuff that we shouldn't be thinking. And doing things that we shouldn't be doing. And that, you know, that depression seeps in. And now all of a sudden, we're in this spot of doubting if God loves us, if people love us, if we love us. And then things like suicide come into the picture. You know, and it brings us to that that weird place of paranoia. Like I said, God don't love me. Nobody loves me. I have nothing left. No one would miss me if I was if I was here. I might as well be dead. That is a lie from hell. That is straight up a lie from hell. All of that is a lie from hell. God loves you. Somebody loves you. It might not be the way you want them to, but somebody loves you. And even if people are not, God always loves you. There's always that. So if you have nothing, you have God, then you have everything. I'll say that again. Even when you feel you have nothing... You have God, so that means you have everything you need. And you would be missed, because if you take your life, that person that God wanted you to help doesn't get help, and it's a perpetual cycle. So people who go through depression, that come out of depression, can relate to people going through depression and minister to people that are depressed and save their lives and so on. So this is why we are attacked in that rest the, the area of rest. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I, I'm kind of going on and off topic, but I mean, when you listen to the song, you'll hear these things that I'm talking about being talked about in this song. And again, this is a secular means of talking about what I'm talking about. And these themes are in this song. <clears throat> I mean... Excuse me. Reasons he can't rest, you know, that he's not able to rest. Physical attack. Street violence is bothering him. 
he wants an end he wants to find an end to street violence so so we're we're talking about his 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 inability to rest here's the, and that's on the physical side the mental side where's the battlefield battlefield's in the mind so if his mind is wondering he can't rest and there's a very vivid picture that he paints in this song about the battle being in his head and he says um i got a mind full of demons trying to break free they plant the seeds in my head sparking they plant the seeds in my head my head sparking the flame inside my head like a match search a dirty game now I'm, i, I might have messed it up at the end there but listen to that the the demons planted seeds in his head like a match they sparked and flame inside his head and it and it turned into this weariness this depression this anger pay attention to that that's a very vivid that's very vivid of him to say that and in speaking about spiritual warfare, the battlefield being in the mind, the dude is saying the demons are getting in his head. That's not just somebody trying to write something just to write something. This dude was talking to us. But were we listening? I would go on saying that most were not listening to it in that regard back then. I shouldn't say most. There was a lot of people who just heard it as a song. And... It's like, oh, that's dope. But this dude was talking to us. And, you know, we, we get from this that Satan lies. And those seeds that Satan was planting in his head that, that caught fire, that was Satan's lies. And it's all the things he's seen. The violence in the streets. You can't ever be better than this. This is where your life is. All of these things. Planting this in his head. And he's listening to Satan. And here we go, that perpetual downfall that I talked about earlier but he does plead with God again after this <clears throat> and I'm going to try to I don't want to break this up okay I'm going to do this last part quicker than I've been before with the rest of them and in, the, in the fourth verse this verse gives us insight on where the frustration comes from and I, I'm sure we can relate to why he's frustrated. He talks about what he's seeing with his eyes and his way of dealing with what what it is isn't isn't helping. So he's like, I'm seeing all these things, man. I'm seeing all this violence. I'm seeing all these negative mess. And I can't take it. Some will get high because I can't take what I'm seeing. It's messing with me. And so, so I smoke weed to deal with the pressure. And I'm paraphrasing it, but that's what he's saying. The Bible tells us in, in 1 Peter 5, 8, that we need to be sober-minded. Be sober-minded. Be alert for your enemy. The devil goes around like a lion, like a roaring lion, seeking to destroy those that he may, seeking to destroy those he may. Spiritual warfare. You have an enemy 
who's doing everything he can to keep us from being sober-minded. Now, in this instance, am I using sober-minded to talk about not smoking weed? Yes. But being sober-minded is being alert, period. And if you are not alert and sober-minded, you have the enemy in your head telling you this and that. Now, hear me. I know people who smoke weed might get mad about what I'm saying. I'm not condemning you for smoking weed. You do you. But I got I to gotta tell truth. God put truth on me. I got to tell truth. Is that the best thing for you? No. But I don't just... I, I know I, I know people near and dear to me to smoke weed, and you know what? I love y'all. I'm not condemning you. Do you? But I gotta say, it. God put it on my heart. I gotta say it. So, <clears throat> anyway, going forward, we see the struggle get real in this in this verse also because he recognizes that his life, his thought processes, his way of living ain't right. He says it in this verse. I know that I know that this ain't right. The way I'm living ain't right. And again, you got to listen to the verse and you'll hear it. You'll hear him talk about how this ain't right and how I got to change. And that, that conviction comes immediately. He, he, he has conviction that comes immediately and fights these thoughts. So he's sitting here saying, all right, ah, man, I ain't living right. But man, I got to do, you know, I got to. I gotta do this, man. I I I, I can't live right. I, I'm not doing right, but man, I gotta you know I gotta I gotta smoke weed to do this or whatever. And and the, that conviction is coming from the the enemy. That you know, because God God doesn't condemn us. God is trying to help us. So if you if you if you feel like you're supposed to be doing something right, and then the next thought you have immediately is, oh man, something that's contradicting that. That's the enemy. And in Mark 4.15, the seed that fell on the footpath that represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it away. That's what that... I'll read it again. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it away. So when, when, you feel, when God tells you something, you're feeling something godly, Satan is going to send something your way immediately. Why? Because he's worried about them seeds planting. Pac said in there that the enemy was planting seeds in his head that were lighting a fire. Same concept. God plants seeds in our heart. And as the, if these seeds grow, we grow. So what's Satan going to do? He's going to attack the mind. Real, I mean, anyway, anyway. <sighs> okay, this verse is more the, the verse more than we see him struggling more and more literally warning about his demons. I've talked about that. He encounter he comes with truth and then the devil counters with a lie. I talked about that. This this is sending him begging to God to show up. He's he's begging God to show up. Show yourself. I am so messed up with all this stuff, God. Please, I need you. But there are two things that take place after we beg God for help that, that need to take place. One, we listen to him. And two, we obey what he says to do. Both can be very hard. 
At times, they can be extremely hard. But if we want to find this rest, we've got to listen to what he's saying and then do what he's saying. So, <clears throat> I believe that God came to Pac and gave him direction. But we see how his life ended up. He didn't obey what God told him to do. Or he would have stayed alive. And I, I believe that Pac was a, was a prophet. He had a way with words. He had a way with people. And he could touch people with his words. And I believe God put that in him to use that to preach and teach. But the spiritual warfare that you're hearing in this song with the enemy attacking him got in the way. And his life and his life experiences clouded what God was telling him and where God was trying to send him. And it sent him down a different path. And that path led to his death. And I, I don't care what anybody says. I believe that. I strongly believe that. You don't believe it? That's on you. Again, I'm not trying to. I'm not confrontational with this. I'm not trying to say I'm right, you're wrong. I'm just saying this is what I believe. I believe God had put that on him for a reason. He just didn't use it to his full potential. But if you listen to the song, it was there. Because you hear it. If you listen to his music in general, there's different songs that you could hear it come out. I mean, one of his biggest hits was Keep Your Head Up. What was that? That was God talking through him to people who are suffering. What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to help the suffering. Think about that. So anyway, we see here, we, in here, we, we, we wonder why God isn't answering, but we have to ask, are we listening? Because he's asking in this song. And I know we've asked in our life, we ask God, like, why aren't you, why aren't you answering me? But sometimes the question is, is it's not that he's not answering. It's, are we listening? Can we hear him? Do we want to hear him? Do we listen? Did we listen when he did speak to us? Did we just ignore him? Was what he told us to do something that we didn't want to hear? Think about these questions when we're asking God why he isn't answering because you might get your answer in thinking about those questions. But again, there's hope. And I got to end on hope. I, I, I'm going way over what I wanted to, but I, I, I feel this. I, I got to run with it, y'all. My, my podcasts usually aren't this long, and I apologize, but I feel it. I got to run with it, so I'm going to keep going. I'm almost done. There is hope. Hebrews 13.5 says that God will not forsake nor leave us right so whenever we've messed up and this song is all about ups and downs spiritual warfare whenever we messed up God is still there just because we messed up doesn't mean that, that it's over God doesn't say up oh, nah, nah, you messed up you're done God doesn't say that when you messed up again he doesn't say up oh, you messed up again you're done I'm done with you so it's not over. We make mistakes. We are people. That's why Jesus went to the cross for for us. That's what grace is about. We make mistakes. But if we 
listen to him when we make the mistakes and follow his guidance. That's how we get away from continuing to make the same mistakes. And we know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and hoping for or expecting different results. So we mess up. We go to God. God tells us we move on. If you don't get it right the first time, he's not saying, okay, I'm done with you. I don't want to be bothered with you. God loves us. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. Not to condemn the world, but to save the world. Everybody knows that verse, John 3.16, but not everybody pays attention to it. Not to condemn the world, but to save the world. So God is not condemning us. He knows we're flawed, and he loves us despite that. <clears throat> so we can change. We can't change. What? How do I want to say this? We can change if we follow the leading and be delivered from the past mistakes and the continual path that we go down. But again, this takes effort. All of this takes effort. It's called spiritual warfare. And there's a reason it's called warfare because we have to fight. There's all kind of stuff that crap, all kind of stuff that Satan puts in our head. All kind of crap is what I was going to say that Satan puts in our head. And he fills it up with, with all this mess. We have to keep going. There's, there's, there's a lot of stake in this war. And it's not our salvation. Because if you gave your life to Christ, you're not fighting for your salvation. Your salvation is sealed. But what you are fighting for is peace of mind. Your future depends on what you choose to do. Your future, the future generations depend on what we choose to do. I, I say you, but I mean we. Our souls, our mind, will, and our emotions are at stake here. And not to say that if you're you're a believer and you're struggling with this, you're going to hell. That's not that's not it. But you you can very much so have hell on earth. Remember that. And it's a choice. We got to choose to do right. We got to choose to follow God. Just like we choose to sin. So when war comes to your door, to our doorsteps, what do we do? Do we stand and fight? Do we stand our ground and fight? Take up the armor of God, Ephesians 6.12. Knowing that we're fighting, we're fighting against the spirits behind the scenes or do we run with our tails between our legs just know that being scared and apathetic to a situation won't make the devil leave you alone in fact it's going to do the opposite he's going to compound on the fear and apathy I speak from experience on that if you don't If you don't quit, don't mean that Satan's going to disappear and never come back. He's going to he's going to try to find a different way to come at you. That's why it's called spiritual warfare, because we're always at war with this spirit for our for our well being on earth, 
not our eternity, eternal resting place. <clears throat> so Satan will come back. He'll try, but God said he'll never leave nor, nor forsake us. He sent Jesus to die for our sins. We have grace. We can get through it. So, in closing, I want to say this. Because I don't, I don't want this to sound like a doom and gloom message, because it's not. This is just to point out that we all struggle with spiritual warfare. We all have things we're struggling with. But God is the answer. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the way out. I want to point out these key things that the devil uses against us. He uses confusion. He uses lies. He uses anger. He uses weariness or tired. And he uses a lack of self-worth. These are five things that the enemy uses against us in this warfare. He confuses us to where we're supposed to be going. He lies to us, telling us what we should what we shouldn't be doing instead of what we should be doing, or vice versa, depending on the situation. He gets in he, he gets in our he, he compiles the anger in us, which gets us to react instead of respond. He takes all of our, our energy, which affects our lack of, you know, which can affect our lack of self-worth. So, as I'm saying all these things, the answer is the way, the truth, and the life. The answer is Jesus. The answer is, <clears throat> instead of trying to fight a spiritual battle physically, we fight a spiritual battle spiritually. God sent Jesus to die for us to save us. Jesus went to heaven because he had the Holy Spirit all in him. And he knew that he couldn't, we couldn't be blessed by the Holy Spirit if he stayed here. So he went so that the Holy Spirit would come to us. The Holy Spirit comes to us to lead us, to guide us, to push us to follow Christ. The Trinity, Godhead, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's job is to teach, guide, comfort, lift, push towards Christ. Because the Bible is the answer to our spiritual warfare. We, we attack by reading the Bible and speaking these verses out loud. We're speaking this against Satan. But the Bible is hard for us to follow if we don't let the Holy Spirit guide us. We can't rely on being nah, I'm not going to say that. To We can't live perfect lives. God knows that. That's why we have grace. But we can strive for perfection and the Holy Spirit can guide us to that. Learn from our mistakes. Don't repeat our mistakes. Don't create our own personal hell that we have to live in on this earth because God created paradise for Adam and Eve. They messed that up, not God. Not even Satan. They messed that up. The intention was for us to live in paradise. Sin takes us out of that paradise and because of that we live in the hell that we live in 
And all of that is free will. Alright, I gotta stop. So, anyway, as I said, I used that song to wrap up this series about spiritual warfare. Now again, I hope you listen to it and you hear where I'm where I'm going with it. Listen to the edited version because it's a ministry tool, not an entertainment tool. So, I hope that blessed you. I'm sorry this went longer than normal. I really had didn't intend for this, but I felt it and I had to run with it. So, forgive me for going over this long. Uh, but I, I pray that it blessed you. I pray that you it, it planted seed in your in your heart that you don't let the enemy take, and it causes root in your heart to grow. I love you. Um, I'm, the next episode is a collaboration with Remix the Dad. Uh, we did a collaboration podcast on our song that we did together, Stereotypes. So it's uh, it's 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 funny, it's thought provoking, it's spirit, Holy Spirit led, it's all of that, and it's a conversation that Ryan and I are having, and I pray that you uh, you check that out, um, that you could check it out right now on Remix the Dad's podcast. You could check it out here on Anthony's Godly Guidance here in a couple of days. So come back for that, and uh, I love y'all. God bless. Peace. What's up, y'all? So, uh, upon pondering, I feel like there's a a missing piece to this. So, I don't want to play the song for the sake of copywriting. You know, I didn't create the song. I want to I want to read the lyrics and again I am stating that these are not my lyrics. These are Tupac's lyrics. But I think it what I lacked in um the message before was the lyrics. I, so I want to add this to uh add flavor to the the message how about that so I'll start with with this and when I so at the beginning Tupac is talking and in the in the podcast I mentioned that he was quoting song you know paraphrasing Psalm 234 and that that um bedtime prayer I guess and it says I shall feel no man but God, though I walk through the valley of death. I shed so many tears if I should die before I wake. Please, God, welcome me. Grab a and t- take me to heaven. So I'll read the first verse. Back in elementary, I thrived on misery. Left me alone, I grew up amongst a dying breed. Inside my mind, I couldn't find a place to rest until I got that thug life tatted on my chest. Tell me, can you feel me? I'm not living in the past. You know the last. You want to last, excuse me. Be the first to blast. Remember Cato. No longer with us, he's deceased. Call on the sirens. Seen him murdered in the streets. Now rest in peace. Is there a heaven for a G? Remember me. 
So many homies in the cemetery shed so many tears. So when I was speaking earlier about Pac struggling with people being murdered in the streets and and finding his reason for finding a place to rest, this is where this is coming from, hearing the lyrics to go with the commentary, which is what I was missing before. So, you know, he can't rest because he sees his homie die in the streets. And, you know, now his homie has rest. But he can't find a place to rest. But he found it in Thug Life, which, as I stated before, was a worldly place to find that rest. And it didn't bode well for him or his homeboy. So, but I don't want to rehash completely what I did, so I move on. And the chorus says, I, I suffered through the years and shed so many tears. Lord, I lost so many peers and shed so many tears. So, dude is struggling, as I've said several times. And again, he's he's crying about his, his pain and suffering and, and his loss. Spiritual warfare. So... Now that I'm struggling in this business, by any means, label me greedy getting green, but seldom seen, and blank the world cause I'm cursed. I'm having visions of leaving here in a hearse. God, can you feel me? Take me away from all the pressure and all the pain. Show me some happiness again, I'm going blind. I spend my time in the cell, ain't living well. I know my destiny is hell. Where did I fail? My life is in denial. And when I die, baptized in eternal fire, shed so many tears. So, on the pod, the original podcast, I said the second verse was Satan. And so now you have a little background to what I was talking about. I don't feel I explained it enough. So, I mean, here, we got it. Ask, is there heaven for a G? And here, we hear... I'm struggling with my lifestyle, money, and worldliness, and I'm cursed. These visions are messing with, you know, I'm cursed and I keep thinking about death. Satan, talking to him, feeding him. And I talked earlier about him pleading to God, God, can you feel me? So in in the midst of all of this, oh my God, this is too much. God, can you feel me? I don't, I don't, I don't, basically, God, can you hear me? Are you there? And he's asking him to take me away from all these things that are stressing me and the pains, and, and I want to be happy. But let's go back to the first verse. His happiness was in, again, sticking to the song, this thug life and the things that went with that. And, you know, he's talking about living in jail. He hadn't been living right. I know my destiny is hell. Where did I fail? That is Satan. That is Satan talking. Because, again, if you've given your life to Christ, your destiny is in hell. But Satan's main job is confusion. And so this verse is him going back and forth. He's confused. And he's still talking about when he dies, he's going to hell. So, again, when I said Satan, verse 2, 
that's what I meant. I had to give more in-depth on that because it, it bugged me that I didn't go more into it. Now I'm, now I'm lost and weary. So many tears. I'm suicidal, so don't stand near me. My every move is a calculated step to bring me closer to embrace an early death. Now there's nothing left. There was no mercy on the streets. I couldn't rest. I'm barely standing, about to go to pieces, screaming peace. I know my soul was deleted. I couldn't see it. I had, a, I had my mind full of demons trying to break free. They planted seed in they hatch, sparking the flame inside my brain like a match, such a dirty game. No memories, just a misery. Painting the picture of my enemies, killing me in my sleep. Will I survive to the morning to see the sun? Please, Lord, forgive me for my sins, because here I come. Now, that was the verse that I, in there was the verse that I messed up. When I was talking about the, the, the enemy planting seeds in his head. But here's one, here's one thing that I forgot to, I, I didn't match. So, as I said, this song was up and down. The last part of this verse is, please, Lord, forgive me for my sins, because here I come. Where the end of the last verse was baptized in the, when I die, I'm baptized in eternal fire. Contradictory, right? Because in the last verse, Satan was in his head telling him, oh man, you're screwed. You've done a lot of bad things. You're going to hell. And now you hear this verse and he's talking about how he's suicidal and he's, he's, he's embracing death. He's going to die young. There's nothing left for him. Life is hard. Again, talking about his rest. I couldn't rest. I'm barely standing. About to go to pieces, screaming peace. Trying to find that rest. I'm going to lose my mind trying to find that rest. And he's talking about his soul being deleted again. Going with the mind full of of demons. Enemy. Bam, bam, bam. Attacking him, attacking him. And that's where we talk about the, the, they sparked those ideas and thoughts in his head and they took root. That's what that's saying. But at the end of it, at the very end of it, will I survive to the morning to see the sun? To me, again, this is, this is, this is pastor in me coming out. Will I survive to the morning to see the sun? That to me is a direct correlation to to the sun. As a, I know it's written the S-O-S-U-N. To me, I feel that's a S-O-N. Anyway, please Lord forgive me for my sins because here I come. Now, the last verse, he's talking about how he's going to hell. This verse, he's talking about all these things that that are wrong. But at the end of it, he's like, hey, God, will you forgive me? I'm coming to heaven. Spiritual warfare again, because it's I'm up, I'm down, I'm up, I'm down, I'm up, I'm down. All right. So I didn't go into this last verse and I'm going to do this quick because, again, this was to try to just add on to what happened in the last podcast. So here we go. Lord knows I've tried. Been a witness to homicide. Seen drive bys taking lives. Little kids die. Wonder why as I walk by, broken hearted as I glanced at the chalk line getting high. That was what I pointed at earlier. 
This ain't the life for me. I want to change. But ain't no future right for me. I'm stuck in the game. I'm trapped inside a maze. See this Tangare influenced me to getting crazy. Dissolution lately. I've been really wanting babies. So I can see a part of me that wasn't always shady. Don't trust my lady. Cause she's a product of this poison. I'm hearing noise. Think she's with all my boys. I can't take no more. I'm falling to the floor. Begging for the Lord to let me in the heaven's door. She has so many tears. Alright, so I'm going to quickly go over this. So, I talked about in the podcast before about how all the stuff was messing with him and his way out was getting high. He pointed it out. Seeing people seeing people die, kids die, is messing with me, breaks my heart. The only way I know how to handle it is getting high. And then the very next verse is, but this ain't the life for me, I want to change. So he goes up. Then the very next verse, but ain't no future right for me. I'm stuck in the game. So there's a spiritual warfare. God says something, Satan says something. God says something, Satan says something. And then it goes from talking about weed to talking about Tangeray. The Tangeray influenced me to getting crazy, disillusioned lately. All right. So I'm going I'm to say this again. Not telling people that you're going to hell for drinking. But I will say this. The store sign says whatever liquor store and many of them say wine and spirits. That is not at all coincidence. And he touched on it. This Tangare influenced me to getting crazy. Why? Because going back to 1 Peter 5, 8, we need to be sober minded. And in, in being sober minded, we can attack, we can fight these attacks. So we're not up and down, up and down. Not to say that you don't have struggle without drinking alcohol or being, I mean, you could be very sober and still have these struggles. But I am saying that under the influence of whatever that is, takes away your ability to fight. So it makes it easier to be influenced. So much so that this dude is tripping that he's on, he's talking about he don't trust his woman now. All this stuff is messing with me and I don't trust my lady. And just for no reason, I think she's, you know, because she's a product of this system, I think she's with my boys because that's what I see. So this dude is all over the place. And at the very end of this verse, and I think this is the perfect way to, to end it. I'm falling to the floor, begging for the Lord to let me in at heaven's door. Shed so many tears. That's the spot where we need to get to. So we have all these things going on and we try to handle all this stuff on our own. When we try to fight spiritual warfare in a physical man, a physical way, we get defeated. We get defeated. We get defeated. We have a good moment, down, good moments, down moments, good moments, bad moments until it compacts us and everything is just going so wrong. And then we finally just fall to the floor. God, I can't do this. God, I can't do this. God, I can't do this. I need you to help me. That's the place where we find rest. The rest of Tupac couldn't find. If he's stuck with this, I'm sure God answered him. I'm falling to the floor, begging for the Lord to let me in heaven's door. Now that could be saying many different ways, but to end it with, I've been up and down, up and down, up and down. I can't take this, God, alcohol, weed, 
you know, my lifestyle, women, none of that is helping me. Money, it isn't helping me. God, I need you. That's where that is. Beautiful way to end this all. So, I, I wanted to add this because I think it needed more explanation. I kind of was choppy because I didn't go into detail about the, 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 the lyrics. And I think it took away from a lot of the message that I was trying to portray. So I hope this helped you. I hope this helps you with the original podcast. This is the piece that connect. So again, I love y'all. God bless.